Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. First, when you use the promo code CHED at 1-800-970-5022. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza, the Mediterranean chicken. We are going to open up our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Just play them? What do you think? Just play them together? Let it roll? Text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Or you can call in on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. I think part of uh, the perception here is... Uh, let me just turn that down for a second. Part of the perception on dry settles, people look at the price point and say, well, you gotta, you got to have Leon center and drive his own line if he's going to make eight and a half million per year. And I'd say you can flip-flop back and forth between Nugent Hopkins and uh, Dry Settle. But I'd like to know what you think. All right, Jed wants to jump on on line number one. Jed, how you doing? Hey, Bobby. I got one for you. You know you're talking about aiming for the post. Yes. Okay, well, we had this guy play for the Oilers, Kent Nielsen. Yeah, yeah. And you know I, the, you know the stories. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was there with... Uh, with uh, Bearcat Jim Murray, Alan yep. Murray, and yep. I were sitting on the bench yep. watching practice, and this guy, 10 out of 10 pucks, center ice crossbar. Oh, yeah. The guy was amazing. He was from, like, he yeah. was an, as gifted of a player. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because I remember listening to John Short as a kid, and yep. the joke was whenever the Oilers played the Flames that the Magic Man, he was the Magic Man because he disappeared against Edmonton when the going got tough, right? But, of course, uh-huh. the Oilers obviously felt so much about him that they traded for him. and he, That's why I think the 86-87 team was the best team that the Oilers had. Well, I remember I remember Pepe saying to him, Poplinski, hey, you think you can hit a crossbar? Well, take the exit sign out where the Zamboni comes, and he did. Oh, yeah, no, no. He the screen, he, and he, he demolished it. He was an obscenely <laughs> gifted player. Like yeah, he was, yeah. it was off the charts what he could do. And and here's the here's another thing for you. Can you, can you imagine today with with a guy like that? Because part of the issue back in the mid eighties yep. is guys beat the living crap out of each other for fun. Like yep. it was, you had to pay a price and a pre, And he was, you know, this he had one hundred thirty points one year in the NHL. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. like and and scoring was higher, yeah. yeah. But his longevity might have been a little bit different as an elite guy. So, oh yeah, yeah. he was a gifted guy. Thanks, Jed. I got a quick question for you. Yes. Okay. Last uh, 
When LaFleur used to go on the wing, we used to hear gee. Yeah. Well, when Juja went in there last night, I think we said Jew. I think we heard that last night. I well, uh maybe a uh Juge? Is that what no, they're saying? Yeah, Juge when he went when yeah. he went into the net there last night, he, he went around. Well, he's play. he's gotta get Montreal on the schedule all the time because he picked up another assist. He's got three goals oh, I know, and five. But I points. thought I heard the old crowd going, Juge, Juge. Well, he's he's <laughs> I can tell you this, he's a popular player. The fans yep. like the guy, so yep. uh, you got her. All right, thanks, Jed. Take care. <laughs> got to be careful with that one. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Here we go. Where? Oh, uh, on our Heartland Ford text line, Bob. My favorite thing is that Bob has no idea that his phone has a silent setting. I've been listening to his notifications since he had a BlackBerry. Has it been that long? I don't know. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Trent has texted the show. Bob, you and Speck called it yesterday. The Habs been, have been scoring their way out of their problems. It couldn't last. Montreal's goaltending and defense haven't been good enough. They got exposed by a highly motivated Oilers team from Trent. Um, yes, absolutely. This text out of Red Deer. Bob, why wouldn't the Oilers take a chance on Brett Leeson, right wing, 6'4", uh, 200 pounds, 40 points in 18 games, not drafted. Thanks from Waxman. It's 19. So once he goes through the draft, you can't sign him. He's got to he's got to be drafted. If he was 20, um, if he was 20, the orders like they did with Habig, they could uh, they could sign him and burn a year. But he is going to go into the draft. I will make a prediction right now that Brett Leeson will go at least in the top three rounds, and I will tell you that his name was brought up. Last uh, uh, last April to some people because he played pretty well in the opening round of the playoffs. Uh, I had somebody actually go see Curtis Miskey, who's playing at the U of A now, and uh, Miskey was very good for Mark Apshide's team. Let's go to Brian on line number two. Brian, how you doing? Brian, you there? I think we got you a little early. Hello, Brian. Hello. Hey, Brian, what's up? Hey, Bob. Um, just a comment uh, about the Oilers and a question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, the, 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 there's talk, and it seems like this happens when we, we start, you know, going through a losing period that, uh, you know, we got to trade this guy, we got to trade this guy, and we got to pick up this guy. You know, to me, after what they did earlier in the year, already this year, winning in Nashville and, and putting together some wins, it, it seems to me the problem is more between their ears and confidence uh, and maybe just some decisions on, on line. On the, on, the, on the lines and the guys that are going where and sometimes just the lack of leaving some guys together. Uh, I just want to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, well, uh, you know what? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting it to change. So I don't think we should be surprised that Todd McClellan changed the lines out. By the way, he might need to make another change. Uh, Brendan, were you able to find that clip? Uh, just the question was asked last night. We've not discussed it on the show yet. But it involves Tobias Reeder, and here was Todd. Uh, he did not finish the game last night. It looked like he took a shot. Um, well, he was kind of holding his gut to me as he went off the ice, and I thought it might have been a rib thing. But here is uh, Todd McClellan. It's upper body. I don't know exactly what's wrong with him, but he obviously didn't return. And when it happens that uh, early in a game and a player doesn't come back, it's never really a good sign. So we'll know a little bit more tomorrow. All right, and I do not have an update for you at this time. The orders are going to skate tomorrow morning at 10.30 over at the community arena. There's the Iron and Frost Gala taking place at Rogers Place tomorrow night. Um, however, if it's ribs, um, 
those of you that have played the game know that we're talking three to six weeks, depending upon the severity. If it's not, if it's a pull and it's a core thing, um, it can be two to four weeks. If it's a shoulder, who knows? He set up her body, but to me, it'll look like he was holding his gut as he left the ice, and that made me think it might have been ribs. But I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the radio. All right, uh, let's go to Bobby out of St. Albert, uh, who wants to talk about McDavid and Drysaddle. Hello, Bobby. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to say that... Um you know, for when the guys are pretty darn young, if they want to play with somebody and they're having success and they're having fun, let them play together for Pete's sake. doesn't cost you any more money, I hope, and, um, you know, why not? Then the other thing, Bob, I'm just wondering, just on your last news uh, broadcast there uh, a bit ago, it uh, said the California fires were around Agora. And that's near Westlake and Thousand Oaks. And oh, you're asking about Wade Gretzky? Yeah. His uh, okay. House, his first house was up there uh, by Lake Sherwood. Okay. Uh, is he, I'm sure he's okay or we would have heard of it. Well, he was in Edmonton, yes. He's in Edmonton. So I will tell you that, Bobby. He's in Edmonton. Your line's a little scratchy. We appreciate the call, Bobby. Thank you for calling the show. Okay. Uh, okay. I uh, generally don't like to talk too much about where people are at in that sort of thing. But uh, full disclosure, Wayne was in Studio 99 last night. Uh, actually, with Walter Gretzky. I, I saw Glenn Gretzky as well uh, there. Eddie Mio was there. Uh, who's a close friend of the Gretzky's. Kirk Muller was with the Montreal Canadiens. That's one of Wayne's best friends. Uh, he's a big fan of Kirk Muller. Uh, Glenn Anderson was there last night, one of my favorite players of all time. I uh, love Glenn Anderson. He brought it. Uh, who else? Ron Lowe was in the building last. I bumped in a Gavin McLeod, the former captain of the Alberta Golden Bears. Who t- uh, there's, there's two Golden Bear players over the last 30 years off the top of my head that turned down multiple NHL opportunities. And one was Adam Morrison, who was a police officer, a member for a number of years, uh, and he turned down a contract every year he played at the U of A. He could absolutely hammer the pill. And uh, and then Gavin McLeod was a six foot five, two 230-pound defenseman, and uh, lots of NHL teams. When he was the former captain of the Kelowna Rockets. He was drafted by Ottawa. Lots of NHL teams tried to convince him to turn pro when he was at the university, so it was good seeing Gavin. But we had a lot. I saw Barry Hunka out of Vagerville last night in uh, Studio 99 as well. We had a good time. Of course, we're there with all of our face-off shows with Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown and Jack Michaels and myself before every home game. 143 in Edmonton. All right. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Rick in Jasper says, Bob, one of the things that worries me is that when 97 and 29 get together on a line, start rolling, there seems to be a tendency for the rest of the team to depend on them to score all the goals. To me, as long as the secondary scoring is happening, then keeping those two, keep those two stallions uh, together. Uh, this text comes in out of Edmonton. Bob Cam Talbot got eight straight starts to start the year. I say give Miko eight straight here or until he falters. Uh, again, you can text us at 630-630. Another text out of Peace River from Les. He says, Bob, the orders need to sit back and look at themselves and evaluate each other and then ask themselves if they can do better in their own eyes uh, and hold themselves accountable. Until that happens, our beloved orders will never turn the final corner. Thank you, and thank you for your time. Well, they're still a growing organization. And... 
We can't change what's happened in the past, but what we can tell you, this is the funny thing. Like we mentioned that core four, uh, 24 and under for TSN, which they do once a year, and they've got the orders ranked number one. The difference, I mean, obviously, when you have McDavid and Drysaddle as their first-line forwards, we know that. They've got Bouchard coming, who TSN has as a first-pairing defenseman long-term, which is interesting. They got uh, Nurse listed as a second-pairing, a B-grade uh, prospect, second-pairing defenseman. That doesn't uh, include Paul Yarvey and Yamamoto. I don't know if they've done the full top ten for each team, but those guys would be the order's fifth or sixth prospects. So that doesn't include McLeod or Benson or Bear or Jones. Like They've got some... And people say, well, they should have that. They've accumulated. And that's all true. But the point is the, the belief that it has to happen now, they got to win the cup this year. They're going to, you know, they've got the prospect depth to be decent for a while. People say, well, they've got cap issues. That's going to be a challenge. That is going to be a challenge. And they need some more out of, uh, you know, Lucic and Strom five on five. And then there's a wild card Andre Sekra. He's a bit of a wild card, to, you know, because he's basically missed two seasons. And at his age, that's going to be a challenge. But two years ago, before he got hurt, he was number two defenseman on the team. And he changes the uh, the allotment of minutes. So it's going to be intriguing to see. 146, uh, a very interesting this day in Oilers history. I remember it well. Uh, when we return for our friends at New West Travel, we'll get to more of your Heartland Ford text as well. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Check. All right, it's 149 in Edmonton. Coming up on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now, Sportsnet analysts Louis DeBrusque and Brian Burke, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter vacation package with New West Travel and receive free parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. On this day, back in 2010, I know where I was. Brendan, what happened? I was probably in high school. On this day in 2010, Bob, the Oilers lose 8-2 to the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. The teams combining for 154 penalty minutes. That was the game. Uh, First of all, it was a matinee. And that was the game that Sean Avery kind of suckered Ladislav Schmid. Schmid skated over towards Avery and then sort of half turned his head away and Avery got him, really popped him. And then all hell broke loose and the others were trying to get at Avery. Theo Peckham was, uh, may have conveniently come onto the ice sort of on a change and uh, Ryan Whitney was involved and the others were trying to get at Avery and then the two big boys went at it twice. Derek Bugard and Steve McIntyre. Bugard won the first fight. They fought the second time, and we did not know this at the time, but McIntyre broke Bugard's nose, and that was the second last fight Bugard had before he passed away that summer. Uh, so uh, it was a nasty hockey game, and Avery was a big part of it. Never been a Sean Avery fan. We'll get Rob Brown to uh, tell the story one of these days. Uh, I'm going to see Rob at an event tonight in the city south side, but uh, he'd had enough of Avery's act in the American Hockey League and 
made one of his final acts in hockey count. As I recall, I think he pitchforked him where the proverbial sun don't shine, if you know what I'm saying. was never a big Sean Avery fan. But uh, that was the game. It was a wild one at MSG between the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers back in 2010. 154 penalty minutes. You don't see games like that anymore. You don't. doesn't happen anymore. Teams are made completely differently. When's the last time we saw two teams just go at it all game? Like the other night, we saw Jamie Benn square up with Josh Anderson, and they just chucked him. Mm-hmm. No defense at all, right? But you don't see a lot of those fights anymore. So, uh, <laughs> guys calling in, sorry, texting in. I hated Avery too. <laughs> Did you read his book? No. He he wrote a book. You didn't know he wrote a book? Yeah. I didn't know he could write. Or oh, no, read. no. Oh, no, no, no. He's, he's actually, I think he's a pretty bright guy. He did what he had to do to stay in the league. It's just, I don't know. Uh, all right. Um, this text comes in. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Uh, Bob, you can't expect uh, Andre Secker to be 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100% he's not going to be 100%. He hasn't played... You know, he wasn't very good last year when he came out. And in fairness, he was coming off a torn ACL. Well, now he's come come off a torn ACL and a torn Achilles. So, tough combination. Um, Bob, how would the... Okay, this team comes in from Ryan. Uh, How would the team be doing with Petrie, Eberle, and Hall instead of Strom, Lucic, and Larson? We'll never know. It's too painful to think about, in my opinion. (laughs) I think Jeff Petrie... In fairness, on the Jeff Petrie front, and for that matter, with Justin Schultz, um, you know, those players, a lot of the media was really hard on Jeff Petrie. If you listen to the show, you know I wasn't one of them. Uh, I think Justin Schultz was at the stage where he wanted to be traded. Like, he was starting, it was getting to him. This could be a hard place. And and in Petrie's case, maybe a little bit more patience was needed. I mean, he he got a a six-year deal at $5.5 million. Let's face it, the Oilers signed Secra to replace Petrie. It's the same money. Can we agree on that? And then in terms of Schultz, by the way, I think Schultz is making five and a half now. But they both got slotted in the right, like, in Petrie's case, he's the number two right shot defenseman when Weber's healthy. Last year, he had 42 points, but he was minus 30 because Weber missed the final 56 games of the year. But Jeff Petrie is a legitimate top four NHL defenseman. If your point is the Oilers should have been more patient with Jeff Petrie, you, you can make that assessment because they did not get a significant return via a draft pick in response for Jeff Petrie. In Schultz's case, I look at him a little bit differently. Uh, you know, it was a tough... They, the Oilers signed him. It was a big deal when they won that battle to get Justin Schultz. Started off by playing with Nick Schultz, and then he played with Andrew Ference. If he could have only played with Nick Schultz in his prime or Andrew Ference in his prime, he would have had a chance. But there was no chance with the stage in the career that those two players were at. Like Andrew Ference, you know, 27 to 30, 31, was a number four defenseman. Okay? His final few years, he was third-pairing guy. And the Oilers played him higher up in the lineup because they weren't deep enough. Is, is Clef Baum and Larson a number one pairing? 
I don't get the impression that it is. There's not enough two-way output. You know, you talk about uh, Larson as a guy who went, what, plus 16, I think you said to me last night, in the final 50-some-odd games. and uh, He's been plus 31 in two years in Edmonton going into last season. So, I mean, obviously he's a great shutdown guy, but uh, but when you're getting excited about three goals that, from the... That's, from the let's have some fun right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? Go look up what, because uh, I don't know off the top of my head, what are Adam Larson's numbers this year? I know he hasn't scored a goal. What has he got? He's uh, got six apples, if I recall correctly. Let's find out. Six apples, and I think he's, what is he, plus two, plus three on the season? Because he, he was higher. He was up to plus six at one point before they lost the four games in a row. Um, okay. Plus three, six points, all assists. Okay. What do you think? Go look up Eric Carlson. You're going to shake your head when you see it. And I'm not comparing the two. It just shows you how in a short sample size. So so there's Larson, six assists, and he's plus three. Eric Carlson playing on a really good team in San Jose. Like, they're the best team right now in the Pacific Division. Eight assists, no goals, minus nine. Maybe there's an illustration where plus, without looking at the possession metrics, I would bet you, Brendan, that if you talk to the the guys that are the hardcore analytics guys out there, they will tell you that Clefbaum and Larson are close to a first pairing in terms of uh, puck possession numbers. Whatever the case, it's just and it's I, I'm you know. Remember, if we're looking at thirty one NHL teams, that means there's sixty two top pairing defensemen in the league. Even though we really there's only 15 number one defensemen. We can agree on that. Like mm-hmm. there's not like Drew Doughty's on a bad team but he's a number one defenseman. Shea Weber when he's healthy I think is still a number one defenseman. Um, is Brett Burns a number one defenseman? I, I think the numbers would suggest he's a number one defenseman. So anyhow um, just working on a couple things. You can uh Text us on our Westlock 4 text line. Again, we'll have Brian Burke on the show tomorrow. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. Brennan, who's he got? He's got Kelly Rudy to help tee up that Flames matchup. And then he has uh, Rob Breckenridge from Global News Calgary who's going to talk about that uh, that plebiscite yesterday wow. and then voting no. Wow, eh? How are they going to get that new building built down there? I thought that was the only way, too. So I'm very curious where it goes from here. Well, they're going to have to do it the way Edmonton did it. You know, without any provincial and federal support. Again, we'll have Louis DeBrusque, Brian Burke on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nive and Andrew Gross. Again, Reed Wilkins tonight on Inside Sports. Thank you for all of you that participated in today's interactive element to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet.